Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And thank you for joining us on Shouts of Grace. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. Pastor Steve, I really like Shouts of Grace Radio. It's awesome, huh? Yeah. We've uh, had, uh, gosh, several episodes now. I think we're in the late 20s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are in our late 20s. We have matured. <laughs> We have grown a little bit. In dog years, that would make us like 140. At least. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but we're not measuring in dog years uh, today. We're measuring in radio years. That's right. And in radio years, uh, we have the privilege of being here every week on Key Radio, which we're excited about and thankful for the partnership that we have with Key Radio here in Utah Valley, Utah. Um, But we're also excited about our growing listenership on the podcast at uh, shoutsofgraceradio.com. Hey, we switched over to a new podcast service, and so we're looking for this to show up in iTunes before too long. Um, So if iTunes is your thing, you can subscribe there. Um, But in the meantime, just visit shoutsofgraceradio.com, and it's got a nice mobile-friendly format. Just hit play on the episode of your choice and take a listen. Now, Keith, you, um, since it's public a couple weeks ago, you kind of had some exciting news. So what is that? Yes. Well, as as I told Heather, we're having a baby, and she was very excited, and then I had to say not that kind of baby. Uh, we are planting a church in uh, kind of the southwest part of the Salt Lake Valley where I've lived since 2010 with my family and done ministry there, and God had you know, done a work in us to unsettle us from where we were comfortable and where we seemed to be rooted in ministry. And I took that as, uh, you know, all options were on the table, you know, where would God send us? And we've spent the last year exploring ministry here in Utah County, had the privilege of partnering with you guys mm. in Eagle Mountain there at Redemption Hill Church. And it's just become clear over the past few months, and of course we've talked about it with you and, and with the team there at Redemption Hill, uh, to launch back into our community where we live um, in uh, West Jordan and South Jordan area of Salt Lake Valley, and to plant a new church called River Community Church, and to, uh, in a lot of ways, replicate what we've learned and, and experienced there at Redemption Hill, just the principle of team ministry, fostering discipleship-minded community, and having a vision of outreach for the, the city that we're in. You know, it, it, it's amazing to me how many pastors are very focused on on the bigger global picture, you know. Yeah. And I think in this day and age uh, with technology, we're able to leverage global influence through radio, through the Internet and all that. But we tend to lose sight of the fact that God put you in a city. Yeah. The God, you know, you have a house, you have a job, you know, those kind of things. God put you where you live. He has appointed for us the times and the places and the seasons that we're to that where we dwell and um you know one of our good friends pastor robert has always been fond of saying you know the very bedroom that you sleep in you know the very right. dining table has been that is where god has placed you and so right. it was us accepting in a in a very good way okay god this is where you planted us as a family uh there's a team of people that we've done life together with for years and now we're we're looking to launch a church that's uh, right in fact i think it was <clears throat> i think it was in acts chapter 1 when jesus was talking about 
um, being his witnesses. He he said, you will be my witnesses mm. in Jerusalem, which was where they were at, right? right. Um, then Judea, which was essentially their county. Right. Samaria, which is basically, you know, their... The, the bordering the, county. The bordering counties. And, and he takes it all the way to the uttermost parts of the world. And so... I, I think there is a healthy ministry prescription in that. And, you know, it kind of I guess it kind of leads into our discussion as well, yeah. Keith, in that, you know, when we hear from the Lord about something, when God gives us a vision, when God speaks to us, you know, sometimes it's something that we write down because it's for an appointed time. Right. It's something that 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 we need to wait for because it's you know, it's it's going to tear it's, it's going to tarry, but not forever. Right? right. And and I think you're a good example of, you know, when we first met, you, you had this desire in this heart to plant a church out in West Jordan and, and, and God just didn't have the circumstances at the time and such where that was that was um, on the on the on the radar. So so you came to Redemption Hill and you were a blessing here, but but really the priority needs to be what God has called you to do right. and, and, and not what man might, might suggest or That's what right. man might say. And so here we are. It's like, you know, in a, in a, in a similar fashion, not the same when, when Abraham, you know, went, uh, came to, I believe it was Bethel. And then he decided to go South. Mm-hmm. Um, he built an altar there at Bethel, went South, you know, had, had his experience. And then he found himself back at the same altar that he had built, right. you know, a couple of years earlier saying, okay, God, now, now what? And so here, we are and i think what's what's appropriate is this idea of priority that, that yeah. we have to be about what god has called us to do and nothing can deter us from that that's right you know and and i think if we start to get sidetracked because of maybe situations or maybe you know what man's influence might be God will bring us back. That's right. He'll bring us back to the things that are important, whether those things uh, have to do with our family, maybe our marriage, maybe Mm -hmm. our careers, or ministry. God will have his way with his kids. And sometimes, you know, God lets us, lets us, and even ordains it, you know, to, to, to some extent. but. If it's a priority, it's always on our hearts, and we That's can't right. get rid of it. That's right. It, when God gives you a vision, depending on how you're wired personality-wise, you know, what are we waiting for? Let's let's go after it. And I think there is an aspect of that that is healthy because many times Jesus is just saying, follow me, and mm-hmm. he keeps going, right? So if we're going right. to follow him, we need to get moving. But there's other times where there is a waiting, like what he told the disciples there in Acts, you know, he said, I want you to go and wait for mm. the Holy Spirit. I want you to, there's a time coming in the in the meantime, wait. And, right. and of course, they're like, well, so when are you going to establish the kingdom? And he's like, it's not for you to know the times. It's, it's, it's on you to wait mm. for mm. me to initiate. And that's what we've learned. And I, I like that you bring up the, the matter of priorities, which is something we want to talk about today. Priorities is what God is always working on, whether we're hard and fast in the in the fast lane on the interstate, you know, run, driving down the road, or if we're sitting at home, God's always working on prioritizing our life so that way we're more in alignment with his will on a on a character level, right? On a on a personal development level level. I, I would just encourage pastors, we spend so much time trying to develop ourselves as leaders of God's church. When God is trying to do something in our hearts, mm. that out of the overflow of that, we're better leaders. And so personally, how's my prayer life? Well, I tell you what, in the last year, it is it has multiplied in ways I could have never imagined. Mm. You know, what's my sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice? I tell you what, I, I feel like I've got a lot to grow in that, mm. but it's better than it was a year ago. Mm. Um, 
what about your family? God's placed us. He's given you your wife. He's given you your husband. He's given you your kids. How is that? My family life is so much mm. more close than it's ever been. And it's all because God is always working on us, on, and his priority is our development uh, as, as an individual that he created for purpose before it ever is on public ministry or, or a public interaction with other people. That's right. In fact, there's a, there's a great verse in, in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. It's out of the New Living Translation. I just like the way it, it kind of uh, practically words this. It says, So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Oh, wow. Now, now we're not just talking about, you know, doing stuff for the Lord as, as pertaining to going to church. We're saying when you are steadfast, when you're immovable, when you're strong in working enthusiastically for God, it means what God has put in front of you in your life. You know, maybe that's your marriage. God wants you to, hey, be immovable in your priorities. This is something that's that I want you to be strong in, and I want you to do it enthusiastically because nothing you do in your marriage is useless to the mm. Lord, right? Uh, maybe it might be in your in your work, you know, uh, your career, or maybe it might be in church, you know? I, I think the idea is, is when we do something as unto the Lord, we're doing it enthusiastically, but here's the key. We're, we're convicted about it. We're immovable about it. You know, I know in, 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 in a church context, you know, I've, I've seen this a lot over the years, and certainly, it, you know, people are growing, and so I understand that. But someone will, will put their hand to something, right, and they'll say, you know, I, I just I want to do this. And so they step out and they do it. But they're not immovable in it, and and, and mm. before you know it, they're they're kind of they're kind of going back, and they're taking their hand off of it, and so forth. And and you know, you see the same thing in in these commitments that are oftentimes hollow commitments that we make when we get emotionally charged, perhaps uh, in in our marriage. You know, I'm going to start doing this, I'm going to start doing this, but I don't. I don't stay immovable in it, right? I don't keep those date nights going. I don't. I don't keep those times with my kids going. You know, they. It's. I respond to something that I'm convicted. But what God's calling us to, Keith, is He's calling us to something different. He's calling believers. I want you to be strong and immovable concerning the things of God, and don't be pushed around by your emotions because you don't feel like doing this or doing that. Be enthusiastic about it, mm. and I think that's 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 when when our priority. Priorities are in line and we realize them. You know, I struggle with this a lot. You had mentioned earlier about pastors and ministry development. I have struggled a lot with juggling family time and right. ministry time, right? right. And, but God has always convicted me. Here's what's interesting. God has always convicted me, Keith, of my family commitment. Rarely has he ever convicted me of my ministry commitment right. because there's so much of it and you give yourself over to it. Um, certainly there's times where there's convictions about certain things. Hey, get this squared away. But it's always my family. And so I need to be immovable in those yes. priorities. Well, Pastor Steve, one of the verses that comes up in these kind of discussions is found in Matthew six thirty three, where Jesus says that we're to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You know, the practical things of finances and resources and just the things that we worry about in life. And I've had this in my own experience. I've done this and I've, it's been taught to me at times where what it means is you, you put everything about the church ahead of everything else, and God will take care of your family, and God will take care of this. Mm. It's like, that's not what he's saying. That's right. It, it's the kingdom mindset. It's the kingdom mentality. It's functioning as a kingdom of, or excuse me, a citizen of the kingdom of God. 
right where God's put us. That's what he's talking about. So my priority is not to necessarily put ministry first all the time and then my family will be sorted out. No, it's in everything in front of me. What is the kingdom value to what I'm doing right now? What is the kingdom mindset I should adopt? What is God saying that that he wants me to do? And there are times when I got to be a better husband. The, the way the kingdom plays out in my marriage is of higher priority than anything else right now. I need to be a kingdom-minded father. Mm-hmm. In my in my parenting, it's the kingdom mindset. You know, I'm worried about a job, and so I need to do this. Well, maybe you need to stop working so much overtime, spend more time with your family, and God mm-hmm. will work out the financial provision. And I think it is changing our mindset that the kingdom mindset applies to everything and that whatever we do with the kingdom mindset, like you mentioned from 1 Corinthians 15, is never done in vain. That's right. That's right. In fact, Keith, I, I would I would even go as far as to say, you know, Scripture says that that the kingdom of God is within, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting. When Jesus showed up, he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? When when Christ died for our sins and, and Christ sent the Spirit into our lives, that was God's ultimate investment into the center. I mean, he went all in, right? And and I, God doesn't make bad investments, That's right? That's right. Um, ever does God make bad investments. But but here's what does happen. When God makes an investment, he's always looking to better that investment for a greater return, right? And the return benefits everybody, right? It benefits, you know, our families. It benefits, our, you know, our employers. It benefits the church, okay? And so when we have priorities set in place, like I would encourage people, you know, take 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 priorities in your home and sit down and say, okay, God, what are my priorities here? My marriage with my kids. How are you doing in those areas? Because this is the most practical part of God's investment in you. God's investment is not so that I would continue on as life as normal. God's investment is so that the people around me would be partakers or benefactors of what God is doing and changing in my life, right? And and I have to make my son, I have to make my daughter, I have to make my wife a priority. What are some practical ways? I know, you know, for for me, I I, you know, love baseball with my son. I have made a priority to to be at my son's games, to be at all of my son's games, right? That's 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 an investment that I'm making. My daughter, you know, when she my my oldest daughter, she did theater and she sang songs. I made an investment, a priority to say, I'm going to be at all of these things. What was the return? Well, for my oldest daughter, I can tell you my return right now is we're great friends, right? And here she is. She's older, 21 years old. And with my son, we're becoming that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so the whole point is immovability in the priorities of God and serving God in whatever aspect, that is something we, we, we cannot compromise on. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So as we talk about prioritizing, I think a lot of us get it, especially if we've been walking with the Lord and reading the scriptures for any length of time, that God does have best things for us, not just good things, but there are the best things for us. And and you, you described a few with the priority of our family. What do we do, Pastor Steve, with the distractions? Because there's so many distractions, and most of the distractions that come at us are not evil things. 
Like yeah. we can recognize sin from a mile away if if we're in the least bit attuned to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God. It's the good things, right? Mm-hmm. It's people filling our calendar with with mm-hmm. things that, yeah, they're good, but they're not the best. And we start to see better things in our lives, like our marriage, like our f- kids, like our personal spiritual development, like our ministry. We start to see those things suffer because we're allowing other things you know, good, bad, or or just kind of somewhere in the middle, we're letting those things take us away. How, mm-hmm. how do we recognize those those things, and and how do we address them? What's what's a great um, kind of illustration from the scripture on dealing with distraction? Well, I think I think one of the things you see you see this principle in Nehemiah four through six, right? You see where Nehemiah was very clearly in Nehemiah one, he was commissioned to go and to build the wall, right? Um, the the um, the the Jews had returned back to the land and they had um, built the temple. We see that in Ezra, right? And and the spiritual side, but but the walls were broken down. So Nehemiah goes with a with a commission to build these walls. And in Nehemiah four, as he's building, he he also inspired. It says, I believe it's in like right around Nehemiah four six. He he said that that the people had a mind to work. So so he inspired his leadership inspired others to to connect to the vision. Here's what mm-hmm. we're doing, but. Anytime we have a mind to work for God, no matter where it's at, a mind to be a witness, we have what's called a Sam Ballad and Tobiah who comes in and tries to draw us away from the priority of what God has called us to. And you see that in Nehemiah 4 through 6 where these guys come in and say, hey, come down off the wall. We want to talk to you. Okay, The enemy always wants to talk to us. Keith. Mm. He wants to distract us from what God has clearly called us to. And here's the key. If Nehemiah was distracted, then the vision that all the other people caught would have also been distracted. The work would have essentially stopped. And I think that's that's hugely important when it comes to, to like you had mentioned, grabbing onto the best things that God has for us. Because oftentimes the enemy will come in with something that's just simply not as good. Right. It's, 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 it's not God's desire. It's not God's will. And and we bite that. And and, and when we do that, we got to realize that that we impact all the people that are working side by side with us in our family, in our home, in our church. You know, I know, and I, we, you, you and I talk personally as friends about this, and just the the struggle of managing the calendar, the time. Right. Who do I meet with? Who do I not meet with? Because everybody, you know, want, wants wants to meet. And the reality is, is I'm not called, nor are you called, nor is it God's will for me to meet with every single person who rings my phone. Right? We right. have people around us that have caught the vision. Right. If I'm distracted by every little thing, then then the kingdom will suffer and, and the vision will suffer to build. That's right. God has uniquely equipped every person with a certain capacity of influence and leadership. And when we go beyond that, saying yes to everything, or just, load, like you said, loading up the calendar with all of these appointments, something I've been guilty of, Don't you know, I'm not preaching to anybody but myself on this one, you know, what we end up seeing is we see everything suffer. Right. If you if you try to be everything to everybody, then everything suffers and everybody eventually doesn't like you, you That's know, right. and it's important for us to, to seek God's will and his understanding on what the best things are. And I think the best things tended tended to be in line with what we're good at as as people, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, mothers, your children, there's certain seasons of your life 
where you are the strongest influence and you need to be involved in life as much as possible. And so within that capacity as a mother and within an understanding of of the family dynamics and all that goes with that, everybody's situation is different, make the most investment in your children. And the purpose is we're training our children to send them out. You know, they're arrows, uh, the proverb says, they're arrows in the hands of the Mm -hmm. archer. And so at some point we're pulling our children, you know, back ready for a launch. Once you launch them, once we can set them out on independence, a season of life change and you become more of an influence in the life of younger mothers, younger wives who are looking for direction. They're looking for a reason. So that maybe that's something we should talk about on our next opportunity is what to do in those seasons, right? Mm-hmm. There's seasons of life where the priorities can change, mm-hmm. um, where what we put more time and energy into can be different than than a few years ago. What I'm seeing with this story of Nehemiah is Nehemiah probably had already made a determination beforehand, before the distraction came. So he wasn't sitting there going back and forth, well, should I have a conference with them? Should I meet with them? That's right. Like he was ready to respond from from a vantage point of already having settled the issue with God. And and, and I would encourage people listening, as I'm doing in my own life, of just sitting down with the Bible, with a notebook, in prayer with God and saying, God— Help me to decide what your priorities are for my life right now at mm. this season, for this week, for this month, for this year. You know, what do I need to spend the most of my time and energy on? For some, you got to go back to school. That's right. right? And so you got to tell everybody else who wants to spend time with you on, on, on weeknights, I can't. I got to go right. to school because I've got to develop myself for this career or this next move in my life. Uh, it may be, and, and I appreciate your example, Pastor Steve, of setting your children's you know, uh, mm. sports and extracurricular activities as a as a as as a priority for you mm. because they're at a season in their life where they they need their dad to be their cheerleader, That's their right. coach, and and their friend. That's right. You know what? Maybe you can wrap up, Keith, and and talk about what priorities because there are certain priorities that we do have, regardless of what our lives entail, regardless of what you know our uh, what what direction the wind has is blowing. There are priorities that every Christian has, and I was wondering. Maybe take this this next minute or so and just tell us what the priorities, the non-negotiable priorities, it should be in every person's life. Well, one of the things that comes to mind is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where Paul says, if you're seeking God's will, here it is. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I see there, you know, find, find joy, you know, choose joy. And if there's things in your life that are robbing you of that joy, then ask the Lord through prayer, pray without ceasing, to to show you what that is. And then it says, give thanks in all circumstances. Like there's a joy, there's a prayerfulness, there's a thanksgiving that we're going to have. And those come from kind of the basics, like time alone with God in prayer, time alone with God Mm -hmm. in personal worship and and in the Word of God, and fellowship with like-minded people. I think those are some non-negotiables, but it really comes down— to what it says there in First Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing. I think if we continue that conversation of prayer with God, He is going to show us. He's going to That's confirm right. to us. You're going to have peace, or you're not. That's right. And I would say, if you don't have peace, don't move forward in that thing. That's right. If God gives you peace in something, then don't let the 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 distractions keep you from going the direction that God is giving you peace in. And so, like you've done, you're at your son's baseball games. That's where the piece is, right? I've called you, and you've said, "Hey, dude, I gotta go. Baseball game. Talk to you later." You know, and and I've seen that in our life, and so I think that's that's something where, as we're praying, as we're cultivating that relationship with the Lord, 
we're going to find the peace That's right. that helps us to set those good priorities. That's right. And, 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 you know, as we wrap up, I would say this. The number one priority above all the things that we talked about, folks, is your own spiritual health, your own spiritual vitality, your own walk with God. And if you have never received Christ, everything has to start there. That is the number one priority. Um, we are sinners. We are saved by grace. And so you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ and everything takes off from there. So it's been great, Keith, uh, with another episode. Yeah, let's uh, ask the Lord to help us uh, fine-tune our priorities. Amen. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.